welcome to episode 14 of the FantasyHoops.tv podcast, where I am joined by Ben Vallis in the FantasyHoops.tv studios. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Not too bad. i uh, got the Denver game on in the background right now. They're currently up against Cleveland. Very early days. Hey. We'll be surprised if that lasts. Um, so coming up in this episode, I think we're going to run through some players who have been killing it in the past week, as well as looking towards the week ahead, bearing in mind that for most of you, you're probably playing a two-week matchup in what could be the first round of your playoffs. So stay tuned for some very, very spicy fantasy pickup tips. Indeed. But first, maybe we should talk about who's been killing it for the past seven days. Oh, I wanted to talk about Alfred Payton very quickly, Mm -hmm. um, traded to the Phoenix Suns uh, Mm -hmm. in recent weeks. And he has really been uh, hitting his stride in the past three games or so in particular, just under 18 points per game at 45% from the field. And nine rebounds per game, which is incredibly high for a point guard. Mm. Uh, 1.3 steals, just under a block, and just under six assists. Mm. So, uh, you know, you move away from a team like the Orlando Magic, you know, albeit to the Phoenix Suns. um, And you've got a guy like Booker, Devin Booker, to pass the ball to and stretch the floor. Mm. And you're going to see those stats come up and maybe just playing for a a less corrupt and less terrible (laughs) organization than uh, than the Orlando Magic. Uh, It's good to see, despite his ridiculous hair. Yeah, as as I was (laughs) going to say, we were just talking about Alfred Preton's ridiculous haircut only a few episodes back, but it hasn't impeded his production, which is good to see. Um, Phoenix does have a fascination with point guards. They were running with the likes of uh, Dragic, Isaiah Thomas. I thought and, you were going to uh, throw it back to the Steve Nash for a second. No, there. no, no. <laughs> what was that three-headed Hydra they were they Isaiah were Thomas yeah. and, uh, uh, and Dra- Dragic. Dragic. And, and, uh, oh, and who's the other uh, guy? what's his name? He plays for the, uh, the Bucks now. And his name is Mini LeBron. Oh, Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, Anyway, I digress. So, uh, good to see Alfred Payton uh, has been continuing his fantasy dominance. Um, One other guy, at least, who has helped me out in my matchup so far this week in round one of the playoffs. Need I remind you all that I am in the uh, fantasy playoffs and my... uh, uh, podcast partner sitting across from me is not so uh, take all of his advice with a grain of salt right there just hanging on you got to keep setting your lineup you got to keep playing you yeah. got to do the uh, the fantasy world proud and you can't let go <laughs> you, you, are, you have certainly done that much well I wouldn't say I've done it proud in, in uh, this particular season but uh, I'm doing what I can yeah you got to you got to go about punching at least tell us uh, tell us about your playoff experience so far uh, so I'm currently up by about 120 points uh, in our points league versus my round one opponent uh, the same guy I faced in the uh, final week of the regular season. Critical so it's, final it's a, week. It's a double whammy. Mm. Um, I'm sure he's getting sick of seeing me, and I'm sure as hell getting sick of seeing Anthony Davis put up uh, monstrous stat lines <laughs> against me. Um, but one guy who has helped tremendously in my efforts against uh, Born Ready, Tim Neal, um, is Montrezel Harrell. So Montrezel Harrell, for at least the last seven or eight games, has had a role off the bench. And he's, as I think we spoke about last episode, he's just got excellent per-minute production. Mm. And um, he had a really good outing against New York at home um, and also against Houston in L.A. as well. So uh, as far as I can see, 19 points against uh, New York, 22 points against Houston with four rebounds, two assists in both of those contexts. Actually... Identical stat lines except for the 19 and 22 points respectively. So quite impressive from the big man off the bench. He's kind of forcing uh, the coach's hand right now. <laughs> I've, just, I've just spaced out. Who is the coach of the, the Clippers right now? Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah he's still yeah. around. Still collecting a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, still doing his thing. Mm. Still uh, 
His croaky voice. Yeah. Yeah, so Montrezel Harrell, if he is lurking out on the waiver wire, maybe give him a look because he's just been, uh, as we said in the last episode, and as we'll reaffirm in this episode, stellar per minute production. Stella. <laughs> Stella. <laughs> uh, yeah. Moving other, along. Other <laughs> other players who have performed well in the past week, not so much in the last game, but uh, in the last episode, I shat all over Miles Turner because he had in turn been shooting all over my fantasy hopes and dreams uh, throughout the season, mm-hmm. and then uh, he put up a, <laughs> a pretty tasty uh, thirty-four point fantasy game. Mm. Uh, which was his best, I think, since the first game of the season. He had mm. 24 actual points and three blocks, uh, 11 rebounds, got the double-double there, and uh, a couple of assists. Mm, that's um, what you want. Since then, you know, he's put up double figures, um, but he just is not performing in the way um, that uh, fantasy owners, myself in particular, would have expected. Do you think that will impact uh, conceivably where he's draft uh, in uh, fantasy drafts next year? Yeah, I think so. And we said this on the last episode, um, and we'll have a whole off-season sort of draft section, um, which we look forward to bringing you guys. But uh, I think what what I've learned uh, in the case of Miles Turner is don't draft guys who you think will be good. Don't draft guys who the experts suggest will be good. And what I mean by that is guys who have not previously been good and you suspect that they're going to have a breakout season. Obviously, draft guys who, you know... Are yeah, you want a sure good. thing. Yeah, At exactly. least in my opinion. Yeah, and, you know, particularly in my case, this was my uh, second or, or third round pick. Mm. Uh, I think it was my second round pick and mm. I picked up Miles Turner thinking, yeah, this is his year. He's going to have mm. a breakout, breakout year and uh, he just hasn't. Even when he's managed to find court time, um, he just hasn't come through. Oh, so that's a damn shame. Other players who have performed well uh, recently... Uh, I think it's worth um, sort of going down the line a little bit uh, and looking at not your marquee players, but uh, Jalen Brown coming out of the All-Star break. He's performed uh, particularly well, uh, Mm. hitting double figures uh, in his last three games um, and taking on some good rebound and assist numbers. Uh, Against New York uh, recently, he put up a 24-point game uh, on very efficient 10-for-17 shooting. Uh, That was impressive. Uh, And obviously, I'm sure he's not available in your league, but Kyrie Irving after the All-Star break (laughs) has just been on fire. Uh, My old friend. Uh, You got anyone else, Dice, before we move on? Um, I think one thing maybe potentially to underscore uh, that has happened in the last seven days or so is uh, the return of Paul Millsap. And it seems like Paul Millsap is potentially eating into uh, Nikola Jokic's value. So when Millsap was out, Jokic had kicked it up a notch. He was uh, nailing triple doubles left, right, and center. But now that Millsap is back, they're kind of uh, working out how to play together again. And if you're a Jokic owner, you might be a little frustrated by the return of Millsap. If you're a Jokic owner and have somehow managed to pick up Paul Millsap to offset that loss in Jokic production, then uh, props to you. You've uh, probably made a very intelligent move. Totally. Um, I think for the past week, that's probably about it for now because let's get to the meat of the podcast where we want to talk about our players for this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got a very short list mm-hmm. um, because, like you said earlier in the uh, in the intro, Dice, uh, mo- most people, uh, lucky enough to be in the playoffs, will be halfway <laughs> through a, a fortnight matchup. Mm. Uh, it's all about you know mid-matchup acquisitions. Mm. Um, and a lot of those can come off the back of uh, unfortunate injuries. Now, Davis Bertans of the San Antonio Spurs is taking a starting role in lieu of a healthy LaMarcus Aldridge, Mm. um, and that includes today. Uh, So, he's definitely worth picking up uh, for the rest of the week. Daniel Tice is someone who's also, for the Celtics, uh, earned a starting spot, uh, deservedly so. 
Mm. Uh, he just has the ability to really stretch the floor. Yeah, he's done good uh, things for them. He's a threat from beyond the arc, mm. which is um, huge for a big man. Uh, so he's getting uh, all of the stats there for the Celtics and cleaning up the boards and getting lots of blocks and lots of the little sort of intangible things that you, uh, particularly for Cats players out there, um, I think he's going to be an interesting pickup. Mm. What do you got, Dice? Um, so a couple of players. Uh, I previously spoke to Nemanja Bialica in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Just a little... Uh, uh, intro note on that. He is still continuing to put up good numbers for Minnesota. But interestingly, uh, Danilo Gallinari has... Uh, he's been assessed with a non-displaced fracture in his right hand and he will be re-evaluated in two weeks. So if you could look to maybe the likes of the aforementioned Montrezl Harrell or maybe even Austin Rivers or some other player in the Clipper rotation there over the next uh, coming six or seven days in your matchup, you might be able to see some gains. Um... Another guy maybe we want to underscore is David Nwaba for Chicago. Oh, yeah, he's uh, been huge. He's still doing really good things out there in Chi-Town. Um, skipping down the list, uh, th- it's interesting to what's going on in Memphis right now, um, particularly given that Conley's been out for so long. Um, the, the league has been just um, slammed by injuries, and Conley uh, was one of those players affected. Um, and there's a few players that are jumping into uh, in and out of uh, the minutes for Memphis. So I think we've got Jarrell Martin. You've got Deota Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, what's he, um, Andrew... Is it Andrew Harrison? It is, uh, the point guard. He's, yeah. he's got a knock right now. But there's at least three or four players in the rotation for Memphis that could offer good uh, pick-and-play uh, value. Um, aside from that, I think there are some uh, familiar faces we've spoken to on previous episodes. Trey Burke is still doing good things out in New York. Um yeah, we'll just do a quick round on some of the uh, the lesser popular um, categories. So, some interesting looks in stats in the past week. So, Lonzo Ball is actually leading the league in steals over the past seven days. So he's got uh, averaging 4.5 steals per game, what? which is uh, crazy. In I, how many? In the last week? Did in you the say? last seven days. Sorry. That's amazing. Yeah, in the last seven days, it was, we were talking about that off air the other day. Um, Paul George is actually on the season. He is uh, leading the league, I think, for steals at two point two. Michael Jordan, yeah. in his best season, finished the season with two point three steals. Mm. So very interesting numbers right there. And Paul George potentially defensive player of the year. But if Lonzo Ball keeps that up, I mean, we've only got twenty something games left in the season. But it's a nice sample size to yeah. see if he can keep that up. Well, you know, it's it's a it's it's only a week uh, in terms of sample size and mm. you know it's probably not a sustainable stat but we are looking um, you know specifically at the next week mm. in terms of you know helping you guys mm. uh, really capitalize on some of these waiver wire pickups so mm. maybe you're in a shallower league where Lonzo Ball as a rookie um, is out on the waiver wire if you're looking to bolster um, your steals uh, definitely pick him up but keep in mind he is averaging uh, two turnovers per game another guy doing well uh, in the steals category who may be available is Josh Richardson for the Miami Heat mm. he's third in steals over the past week with four steals per game and there, is, there is no way he should be available he should be owned in all leagues right now yeah and another guy who fits that bill is Gary Harris who oh. um, you know the nugget he uh, is averaging four steals as well um, over the past uh, week or so so interesting mm. uh, and looking at blocks uh Brooke Lopez, uh, 2.3 blocks per game. That's the highest in the league over the past seven days uh, on top of one Anthony Davis. 
Uh, and coming in at number three in blocks, also 2.3, uh, is Jakob Pertl for the uh, Toronto Raptors. Pertl? So, yeah. up there, is he? So these are guys who are semi-frequently on the waiver wire. Mm. Um, so it's, it's worth checking this out because, you know, in categories, people often, you know, bolster the obvious stats like points, rebounds, and assists, and it's really steals and blocks uh, and turnovers and things like yeah. that where you can uh, you can come out on top. So yeah. uh, it's definitely worth looking at. Interesting. Um, just quickly for me, two more guys uh, potentially for the next week. Uh, I think the game week is due to end March 11. And these both of these guys have a few more games um, from now up until uh, that date. So Rudy Gay has returned to fitness for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, he had a pretty good outing in his last game against the New Orleans Pelicans, putting up 19 points with three blocks, one steal, four assists, and five rebounds, resulting in 21 juicy fantasy points. Another guy that you might want to look at, the recently traded Ersan Ilyasova. Oh, he was bought out. He was bought out and he signed with the oh, Sixers. Oh, no, that's right. He yeah. was bought out. Correction. Thank you, sir. Um, so, Ilya Sova now with the Sixers. Booker has been also bought out and I believe he signed with the Pacers. So, interesting bit of movement there. Um, Ilya Sova probably fits the bill a lot better for Brett Brown and for the Sixers right now. Uh, spaces the floor well. Uh, they also have Marco Bellinelli in tow. So, a lot of shooting right now. And I think the Sixers are gearing up for a run uh, towards the playoffs, uh, which means they're going to be sharing the ball and pretty much all their players are going to offer decent value. Um, yeah, so that's about it in terms of players you may want to look to for this upcoming week. If you've got any shout-outs, feel free to tweet us, hit up our Facebook page. We'll be more than happy to uh, have a discussion with you on who you think should have been mentioned, who you think deserves an honourable mention, who's been the MVP for you so far this season. Um, aside from that, let's move on and cover off some league news. Yeah, uh, did you see <laughs> James Harden's crossover on uh, Wesley Johnson? Yes. Uh, that uh, was real nasty. Yeah. It, um, um, I actually saw that happen and I felt uh, a, a tinge of satisfaction because it was not so long ago that uh, Wesley Johnson uh, posterized uh, one of my um, beloved Denver Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, he flew in for an and one posterizing dunk on Danilo Gall Gallinari. Uh, poor Danilo back in uh, 2014. It was just like... It came out of nowhere, but yeah, James Harden um, destroyed Wesley Johnson. Yeah. And interestingly, <laughs> um, on the back of that, I saw some top 10 compilation of the most deadly crossovers mm. uh, in NBA history. Some spicy stuff right there. And yeah, um, James Harden's crossover definitely ranks among those. Yeah, totally. Um, another thing to cover off would be, uh, didn't someone cop a bowl of soup in the face, courtesy of J.R. Smith? Yeah, so J.R. Smith uh, threw a bowl of soup, mm. um, which has to be unprecedented, uh, it definitely in the NBA, maybe all it's, of sports. It's J.R. Smith, um, though. Yeah, at, uh, assistant coach uh, Damon Jones, mm. uh, and he was suspended for a game, mm. rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, who throws is it, is a it, bowl of soup? First couple of questions. Is it cold soup? Is it hot soup? What sort of soup is it? Is it is it got chili? Is it going to burn so upon contact? I know the answer to one of those questions. <laughs> Did some research. It was chicken tortilla soup. Chicken um, tortilla soup. Yeah. All right. Uh, which I you know I've never had before. I didn't know it was a kind of soup. Yeah. But let's really, look that the, up. The, I'm gonna look the, that up right now. The heat question um, <laughs> is an important one because if it was a hot bowl of soup, like fresh from, I'm guessing the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers cafeteria. Mm. Um, that's going to do a lot of damage. It looks fucking um, delicious. I'm looking at pictures of chicken tortilla <laughs> soup right now, and I want some of that. But so I, I also call, do not want to cop that in my face. The judgment call of, um, 
you know, obviously throwing the soup at another human being, but also wasting what is clearly a delicious soup. I know, right? Um, you know, it's excessive. I, yeah. But and it's, it's almost like it's, it's worse than a slap in the face or even a, a fist in the face because not only are you wasting very good soup, but it's like, it's like you're not even worthy of me like bothering to like throw my fist in your general direction. I'm just going to casually chuck this soup up in your face and yeah. you're just going to have to wear it. Really would like to know what led to the soup throwing yeah. and like who witnessed it and the, the reaction among all the people there. Who knows what goes on in J.R. Smith's mind. I'm sure he, he misread the situation completely. Clearly. Yeah, so um, it's, you know, it's one of the reasons why we love the league. Um, mm. you, know, you can watch all the games and you can appreciate the, the game of basketball played at the highest level, but then we have news like this where guys are suspended for throwing um, ridiculous <sighs> types of food at people's faces. I'm so glad he's not on my team anymore. Um, <laughs> Some other interesting <laughs> stuff that's going on around the league. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, uh, did you see that crazy Dwayne Wade, like, uh, I want to say flashback? And I, yes. The pun is intended yes. with the flash yes. there. Yes, um, I did. But for the Miami Heat, um, where he basically hit the game winner at the end after scoring a whole bunch of points consecutively mm. uh, in the fourth quarter. He just, like, took over mm. for Miami. He hit he the game winner, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, that was interesting to see. And um, I think even after the game, he was interviewed... And he was sort of saying, yeah, that was fun, but, like, please know that, like, you're not getting that every night. Yeah. And, like, I am yeah. not that guy anymore. <laughs> so this was fun, but, like, now I really need to go and, like, ice the shit out of my knees. <laughs> Keeping it real, D-Wade. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, I'll, I'll keep going. Uh, I've got one more. One more uh, item? So Isaiah Thomas uh, returned briefly to his King in the Fourth ways, um, albeit for the Los yeah, Angeles Lakers. he's had an uptick in production. Yeah, which is... Weird. It's like uh, ever since Lonzo Ball came back, mm. uh, he's been playing a lot better off the bench. But he had 29.6 assists um, for the Lakers and scored uh, the majority, not the majority, but a lot of his points, a large chunk of them, in the fourth quarter. Mm. Um, so that was kind of amazing. Mm. I'm really happy to see that guy balling out because <laughs> obviously, you know, have been a huge fan of Isaiah Thomas in the past. Yeah. Uh, and it's been sad to see. I've said this a number of times. You know what's what's happened to him in his career lately. It's still weird seeing him in a Lakers uniform, but hey, whatever, man. We'll, we'll uh, probably see him in a different uniform next year. So he's uh, he's become a real journeyman. Keep doing what you do, little man. Um, all right, so I think that just about does it for a very succinct episode 14. It's a little fantasy update mid uh, mid matchup. We'll be back mid with a, probably a longer long form episode uh, in a week's time. Yeah, well, I'll either be drowning my sorrows or um, singing to the high heaven for progressing to round Celebrate. two. Um, thanks very much for joining us. My name is Nick Paradise, and as always, I've been joined by Ben Vallis, and you are listening to the FantasyHoops.tv podcast. If you could subscribe on SoundCloud, rate us out of five. Five stars on uh, what's that? Apple, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcast, we're on Stitcher, yeah, we're on Stitcher. Podcasts. We're everywhere except for Spotify because they're um, sort of uh, podcast Nazis. Fuck you, Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So if you could subscribe, rate us five stars, comment, just do all the fantastic social media things for us. Um, you will sit in good stead, and you may even win some prizes later down the track. Prizes, prizes. Thanks very much for joining us, and good luck to you all out there. See you guys.